episode 82 of No Low Time. My name is Hovind Valesa, and with me is our resident cast member hunter, Mr. Joel Young. <laughs> I love that Obed pulls these great inside jokes, and he knows why I'm cracking up when he says these things. And <laughs> oh, Man, we got stories, bro. So we yeah, got stories, we but we've got great topics to talk about today's episode, oh, guys. Man, man, talk about a segue. That's a, that's a hard left on that one, man. Swipe. Yeah, we were swiping. <laughs> that. Whew, man, touch the, the nerve. Oh, I know. Yeah. How you doing, bro? <laughs> bro, I'm doing great, man. How are you doing? Doing all right. Doing all right. A little, a little bit of in pain. This back's been bothering me for the last couple of days. But, I know, man. But, you know, you got to do what you got to do. That's true. It's true. Got to hashtag deal with it. <laughs> not being a man, baby. No, absolutely not. No, I take, know that. Take some pain meds and go to work. <laughs> High on painkillers. <laughs> <laughs> so funny, man. Not an excuse, but sure. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you gotta roll with a with it, you know. But now uh, today I'm not super in pain. Um. But yesterday I wasn't having too much fun. But yeah. but yeah, doing all right, doing all right, doing all right. That's good. It's good, man. Well, I mean, I know since uh, our last episode, a little TV show dropped. So that's what I've uh, been watching since since uh, we last spoke, man. Uh, Umbrella Academy came out on Netflix, and um, you know, a lot of people were quickly running to watch this. I think I had to do a little bit of, you know, the obscurity of it, the interest factor. It was marketed pretty decently i think um, word of mouth really got a lot of um high praise for me personally uh, i'm not crazy familiar i'm not going to pretend to be uh very much familiar with these uh this property um i know that it's by um dark horse comics and um you know it's it's i guess a part of this new netflix deal that they're they're going to put out some other dark horse um characters potentially on netflix so this is probably the first one to really drop and see how people respond um, the Umbrella Academy, you know, I think each of the cast are fine for the for their roles. Um, I just think uh, it's it's not hard to follow, which is a good thing. But usually Netflix is a very strong, like suspenseful, you know, something that makes you have to watch each episode. Something, some underlying um, questions that you wait to be revealed. That, that's the 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 big um, secret ingredient to Netflix, right? And I think with what they're doing here, you know, there's enough to make you interested, but I don't think it's as powerful as maybe I would have liked it to be. So I'm still enjoying it. I think it's a good series. I think it's, um, it's I think a lot of people will, will, you know, will enjoy it for what it is. But um, very quickly, you know, it's not going to be a show to say that you may want to rewatch. Where, uh, you know, there are some of the other shows, you know, you're watching, like, talking about Daredevil and stuff like that. Like, I would go back and watch that today and have a great time. Um, so it's 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 a step in the right direction. Um, I'm just curious uh, to see, you know, how far this thing goes. I think there's already talks of a renewal for season two. So um, good for them, of course. You know, good to get these indie comics getting recognized. Um, Dark Horse is is you know one of the ones up there competing against the the alphas of DC and Marvel when it comes to their their characters, but uh, it's good to get the recognition with Umbrella Academy. So far, what I've seen, it's pretty good. Uh, it's just it's just not. Um, I'm not gonna hype it up and say it's the greatest thing either. Cool. Well, all right. Yeah, I, I heard good things about it. I mean, uh, we I talked to a couple people that says like, oh yeah, this thing on Netflix, but you know, uh, not nothing nothing super super crazy. 
yeah, I'm glad to see that some other, you know, obscure uh, comic book properties are getting uh, their their dues out there, and that's good. I mean, not a lot of people in the mainstream, right? Because it's all Marvel, DC, know about Dark Horse, but Dark Horse has a pretty robust library, if you ask me. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I haven't heard from any anything from Dark Horse in a long time. What was that? Uh, was that Dark Horse? Uh, do you remember, man? And I cannot remember uh, the name of this team. Uh, Wildcats. Are they still around? Uh, I believe there are still some Wildcats uh, that still exist. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, that, that's a deep cut for some it is. people. Yeah, 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 man. Getting sweaty yeah. on here. No, no, yeah, because we were talking about comics today. It's like, I, and, and how we were just talking about how long I've been out of the comic book game. <laughs> it's been a while. It's yeah. like I've been out of that world for a long time, right? Um, but I mean, I do remember like Wildcats and you know Ripclaw and all these other guys. And I have a friend of mine, very good, very, very, very good friend of mine, um, that was a big you know Wildcats and Ripclaw fan and and uh, whatnot. What was the other one Pit? Was it? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, See, you know what you're talking about. I know, I know what I'm talking about. Very good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's yeah. I've been, I've been. I'm super rusty. Like I go like, like yeah. You can hear the, <laughs> you can hear my joints rusted, in the in the comic book uh, uh, area right now. But, but yeah, cool, cool. I mean, it's nice to see that you know Netflix is looking to. Uh, give these guys a, an opportunity and 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 put their stuff out there. I mean, Joel, do you think that this could be a reason why uh, the Marvel deal thing cancellations happen? Because they're maybe looking into getting some other properties that maybe doesn't cost them as much as keeping the Marvel ones. Absolutely, I think like you're saying, money played a factor in, in all of that, and and that's been what a lot of the leaks coming out of this whole Marvel Netflix situation is that you know they just didn't want to keep spending for these these productions and the rights of these characters and whatever. And Dark Horse does not have these characters, do not have nearly the exposure that Marvel does. They they don't have to demand, um, you know, as much as pay. So they still have got comic book properties with rich history that not they don't have to pull something out and create something new they're they're making an original based off of adapted source material um you know there's an audience out there that, are, that have been asking for this so it's smart and, and not only again they're, they're doing it they're getting um talent behind it you know obviously people are fans of ellen page and and etc um so it's 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 like they're they're doing what they can like you're saying a bit to uh survive life after marvel uh, and uh Dark Horse properties are probably going to be it. Yeah, and I'll pre- I'm pretty sure that they'll find some other comic book properties that they can bring that doesn't cost them as much money as keeping a Marvel license and having to deal with Marvel QA and, and oh my goodness, and all this yeah. stuff. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, because I'm sure that that uh, that just Marvel QA costs cost them a lot of money uh, just on on you know quality control and whatnot. So yeah. Uh, so I'm, it, it's going to be interesting to see where Netflix uh, and they're man they're on the they they're dropping the van hammer out there they're canceling left and right dude it's crazy it's wild um, you know maybe uh, you know what this could be seen as a negative but maybe uh, they uh, in my opinion they're just adapting and they're probably preparing to get the the real big fight against Disney when they come out because uh, you know again. Disney's in it to win it. 
on everything they do. <laughs> so you know that they're going to release this service and it's probably going to be uh it's probably going to be very very good yeah. and it's probably going to come out and it's going to be it's like well, Captain Marvel day 1 or something. Yeah. I, I mean, mean I mean we're going to talk about the Oscars in a second but Kevin Feige did comment on Disney Plus out there and he was talking about how you know every single one of their Marvel properties that are shown are going to be directly strongly connected to the MCU, so they're gonna put some major um, production value into whatever they put on that Disney Plus service. It's gonna be hit the ground running, and then on top of that, like you're saying movies like Captain Marvel. That's probably gonna have a lot of people um, saying, "Oh my goodness, it's not on Netflix th- these these movies anymore." I gotta get yep. Disney Plus. They're just gonna have a great library from um, you know things that they put out on the big screen and originals on the small screen. Yeah, if the price is right, like I like I've said before, and I know. That most likely will be, uh, I, I definitely see them succeeding. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah, cool. I dude, I really don't have a uh, anything new to say unless you want another uh, Kingdom Hearts update. <laughs> yeah, give us a little, give us a little Kingdom all right, Hearts. All right, yeah, they spend their money on that Pirates of the Caribbean world. I don't know if I mentioned that before. You did, yeah, yeah they, a lot they, of money. They did, they did spend their money on that on that world uh, quite a bit. Uh, but to my surprise, I got to the what seems to be the last of the Disney World. Uh it's I got to the uh to San Francisco basically from Big City Hero Six. And again, they spend they spend some money because it's like a mini GTA <laughs> because you have the city, right? And you can move around the city. Um it's pretty closed off, so it's not a really, really big area. Uh, but there is plenty to explore there. I mean there's a lot to explore in the Pirates world, but it's you know, more of the ship exploration and you get off of different islands and you explore things around. But yeah, I, I'm still having tons of fun with that game. Uh, it, it got pretty challenging in some parts, but again, it, it, the game, that game does a really good job at giving you the right tools that you need to, um, to get through basically what, whatever the game game throws at you. And again, this is on the, on the, you know, default difficulty. I didn't go, easy or or i didn't put it on proud mode uh, i think i should have started on proud just to be honest with you um but we'll see maybe i'll do another run through on on proud but yeah i'm still a lot of fun uh, on that man i zelda on the switch yeah i mean i again like i like i mentioned like i said on the last uh podcast it's i can see i can definitely see where where a lot of people are going it's like oh this is the best game ever i was like I, I don't think it's it's the best game ever. It, it it's if if it's you know it's definitely like without a question, dude. It's it's great. Like there's no question around it. It's a great. It's a fantastic game. Is it the best ever? In my nah, not in my opinion, right? It does do a lot of things, uh, but you know, so far, like I can like right off the bat, I can tell you that like Horizon Zero Dawn is a better game, but. You know, that's just my opinion. Not, sure. I'm not not cashing the PlayStation checks over here. You know, I'm an in, I I again, I've Nintendo's near and dear to my heart. But you know, when you look at it as as a whole, in my opinion, Horizons Your Dawn is a better game. Um, but again, I'm just four hours in, so I mean, <laughs> who the, the game's you know hundred hours long, so we'll see. Um, yeah, still looking for uh. Uh, that uh, uh, a grip 
of to use on um on on uh, on uh, the portable mode uh i know that our our friend noah sent us a suggestion but no i already got a pro controller so we're good, we're good at... <laughs> thanks man i know i appreciate it uh but um yeah still I, I've, I've been looking around I, I was gonna grab one that's official like the official grip at, over at target and uh, i heard that one was not as great it's not like it feels flimsy or something like that so i'm, I'm gonna watch a couple of reviews um, but I did see that Best Buy has one um, that they only it's not available in, st- in stores right now, but they do have it on the website and I, and I saw a review for it and I, I may just end up getting that one. Uh, I looked at that other one, that Satisfy one. Um, it, it's expensive. It's like twenty three bucks, and then ten. It's like eleven dollar shipping because it ships from Hong Kong. It's it's a nation company that's doing it. So I don't. I just don't want to go through the hassle of dealing with an international company, especially for a product like that. That, you know, I may or may not like, and then not be able to return it or something like that. So yeah, I'd rather just deal with Best Buy or Target. You know, it's like, hey, I don't like this. Here you go, give my money back. So I'd rather deal with that. Um, but we'll see. I may. I may just grab one of these um, uh, grips pretty soon because I really enjoyed using it on on portable mode. I mean, I, I would love to use it on my TV all the time, but you know. The voice, the voice, and all this other stuff that's going on right now, <laughs> and my wife takes my TV away. You know, so I gotta, I gotta use it on on portable mode. So. Uh, this is where I put the plug in. Hashtag Bachelor Life. Uh, <laughs> but, but to your point though, like you know, you shouldn't feel like the only way to have a good experience is if it's on your TV. It was made to be a console yeah. that you use portable and and it works and, great. And, and it works great. So if there's there's ways around it, like you're saying about getting these grips, so hopefully you're able to get something soon and and uh, continue to enjoy it that way. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm still liking it quite a bit. I mean, you so. could always play it, mind you. You can always play it with the kickstand up and well, and use kick, the Joy-Con. That kickstand sucks. Yeah, I'm just dude. saying. I'm just saying. That kickstand is not, that's the only thing I don't like about the device so far. <laughs> the kickstand. That kickstand. <laughs> Well, that might be that might be there might even be a solution for that too. There there is, there is. Hori, Hori makes yeah, Hori makes a stand. uh, Power makes a a stand. So there are different stands out there. That might be even cheaper than getting the grips. I don't know. I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, still. The you pro know, controller's great. I would great. have to like pull a table and oh, oh come crap. on, <laughs> come on, Joe. <laughs> oh like, man. I mean, I got I got plenty of tables around this place, but you know, <laughs> I don't want to just have to pull in the you know pull a table, put it, set it. Ah, no, I'll just have. I'd rather just have it in my hands. So <laughs> no, I, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, I mean, especially if you're traveling and all that. Yeah, I yeah. Don't, totally understand. I'm just messing yeah. with you. No, I know, I know, for sure, for sure. Uh, well, thank you, know, Noah, for sending in the feedback, guys. And, and that's another thing, guys. If you ever hear us talking about this stuff, you got some feedback, feel free to send an email to us. time at gmail.com. There you go. Joe, uh, do you want to go ahead and do the uh, the Oscars rundown? Yeah, man. So the Oscars happened this weekend, and <laughs> Wakanda forever. So Wakanda we, forever. Wakanda forever, yeah. Uh, oh, you know, Obe and I were closely tracking this just because you know, for a long time, uh, it is we've never seen comic book movies be recognized outside of the um, the typical visual effects or like sound editing um, space. And I mean, I'm not saying it hasn't happened. Obviously, Heath Ledger, you know, different people getting awards. So I'm not saying that, but it's just an uncommon space for 
superhero genre films to be recognized outside of those those two categories. So uh, with this weekend, you know, Black Panther was nominated in several categories. Um, they are luckily enough to have walked away with three different awards. First one being costume design. Um, they won best costume design, and that just makes perfect sense. If you watch Black Panther, you understand that these people don't look like they're wearing kooky half-made costumes. No, the design quality on these costumes is very strong. You can feel yeah. the cultural relevance. That it, it, Again, it doesn't look like this spandex superhero costume. Like it, every, Everybody looks just right in their parts, and their costumes are on point. So yeah, even this doesn't the- make sense. Yeah, even down to the materials and the colors they they chose, it was it was spot on. It was, it really was good. spot on. It was definitely I could see why it's the best costumes in the, out of all the movies because they they just did such a great fantastic job and um so that was that was awesome. And then the second thing that they got an award for is best production design. This also makes perfect sense. You know, you actually the, mentioned this one before the movie came out. Yes. I did, and um, you know, it's just because the people involved in making this—they've done some—they've done some other worked on some other great projects before, and and you know, building the world of Wakanda is not an easy thing to do. Everyone just thinks of okay, yeah, they use green screen and all this this stuff, but if you really watch uh, any of the behind-the-scenes feature, you see the immense amount of work that went into the props, that went into the location scouting. That um, you may not have realized the first time watching it, but if you rewatch with some watching, you know some of the um, behind the scenes of the creation of this film, you understand there's a lot of work that went into it. So the world of Wakanda was built, a world that we had no, never seen before on the big screen. Um, you know, it's easy to to make an Avengers movie in New York because we know what New York looks like. The world didn't know what Wakanda looked like, and it could have looked like a joke, and it didn't. It, it worked. So. Um, Perfect again example of why it makes sense. I'm not trying to defend each of these things winning, but I feel like there were some people out there that um, didn't understand this cat, this one, and, and to me, it just makes sense. Yeah. Um, last one for Black Panther was best original score, and you know, at first I was, um, of course, I'm extremely happy, but at first I was a little taken back. I was like, oh wow, like they really liked the score that much. But then as I really listened, I went back and was re-listening to that main score. And I'm like, you know what? That really plays so well throughout the film. That score um, emotionally has a very strong impact. You know, spoiler alert, you know, cover your ears for the next 15 seconds if you haven't watched the movie. But when T'Challa... It's, it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Um, when when T'Challa comes comes back, you know, and for the first time the Killmonger sees him since throwing him off the cliff and he says, I never yielded and you hear the score playing in the background with those drum beats or whatever. And just it the usage of it, underlying theme through from the beginning when you first enter Wakanda to the very end, the last battle. That score I could see why again it won. So I was I was happy with that. Yeah, I I think the uh the the OST for this movie is hands down the most memorable Marvel soundtrack because the yeah, uh, Marvel has had this issue where yeah. um, it, it just sounds like generic superhero fanfare on most cases, right? It's true, no, it's and, true. And you know, uh, like I couldn't tell you the and, and I and I know that Danny Elfman did the soundtrack for Justice League, but I couldn't, like, I the it, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't stick with you like say for example the Hans Zimmer 
soundtracks for uh, Man of Steel and the the Nolan the Nolan Dark the Dark Dark Knight trilogy and uh, and Batman vs Superman. Like, there's some really good pieces in that movie, um, but like the Marvel and, and even the Danny Elfman a Batman from the Michael Keaton Batman's uh, was fantastic, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, but then. Like the, all, all the Marvel movies, with the exception of the Avenger movies, because they have the specific Avengers theme, um, it's been you know sort of like this generic fanfare. Which and it's it, it's not that it's bad because it fits the properties, uh, but at the same time, it's just that it it doesn't stand out. Um, oh yeah. So, but this one did. Like this one was. Uh, there's some really great uses of percussion on, on this soundtrack that are it's just uh, it was just really good. So yeah, I can I can see this absolutely. It's it's a good jam, guys. It's a good jam. Um, so now switching gears into the the to me that was the the, the biggest um Marvel property, not Disney, but Marvel property that you've got to you know be extremely proud of and and, and really you know hold uh, hold up as 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 we're fans of, of this, you know, this material is, uh, you know, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse winning best animated film. Obed, I jumped straight on a Facebook live after watching an early screening of this movie. And, uh, I said to you guys on Facebook live that, you know, if this doesn't get recognized at the time, we didn't know it would be nominated for anything. I said, this doesn't get recognized. It's literally a crime. It's thievery. And not only does the thing get recognized, it wins Best Animated Film. This is extremely well deserving. Um, it, 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 if, if you if you sit there and watch this and go, "This movie's fine," I um, I'll question you creatively just because <laughs> the the risks that they took in this movie and the way it just pays off, um, the the quality of the animation, the quality of the voice talent. Um, the quality of the, the art design all around, you can see where people didn't just phone in checks. These people really went out and wanted to make a special movie, and it is one to remember for the rest of my time. Uh, as, as, a, as a Spider-Man fan, I couldn't be more proud. Um, so uh, this, this is a day one purchase for me. That was something that <laughs> I already knew before this. But if anyone was out there who didn't see this movie, and I think there's a lot of people who didn't get the chance to see it. I mean, there's a lot of movies that came out around Christmas, and you know, there's a lot of movies that are continuing to, to come out, of course, on Blu-ray. When this movie does come out, I, th- I highly recommend it for you guys. Check it out, watch it, rent it, stream it, own it. Um, it's it's a it's a great movie. It's a great Spider-Man movie, even though it's animated. It's 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 up there as one of the best Spider-Man movies ever. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to whenever that one comes out on Blu-ray. I think it comes out. Uh, they they announced it. It's like March 20th, I think, something like that. Yeah, yeah, I can't like that. remember. So I'll be I'll be definitely getting that one. I did just Joe just going back. I did get Wreck-It Ralph on 4K came out um, this week, so I did. I was able to grab. Uh, a copy on 4K, so uh, uh, that was one of the contenders. And based on what someone told us today, uh, th- it was the best animated picture of of last year. So we'll see. Uh, actually, it's funny because I saw a post on Reddit where um, where uh, there was a store employee asking what what should we do with these, and it was the it was badges for the Wreck-It Ralph stand-ins, saying best animated picture. 
the so you know how they prep like you know like the like there there's probably like uh Atlanta Falcons Super oh, Bowl yeah, Super yeah. Bowl champions yeah, at yeah. shirts in Africa or something yes. right now so so sort of like that so it was pretty funny oh um, yeah so and and you know it's 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 marketing prep that companies do so whatever oh yeah um but it was interesting that they that looked like disney was very confident that regular ralph was gonna get it but you know and, uh, and usually disney does Spider-Man. win in that that part which is why i didn't even think to be honest with you i I never thought this would happen to this extent i was just happy with the nomination because disney first, does typically win yeah it's the first time since 2003 that disney has not won best animated picture yeah yeah, and and it, it, again, it makes sense. I mean, I, I know we think this is a conversation to be revisited at some point in the future. But I want you to really think in your mind after you watch Rick and Ralph two, and after you watch Spider-Man to the Spider Verse, which movie will be more remembered? And I think that's yeah. where you gotta stand when you were talking about great cinema. You know, there's a lot of movies out there. People say this is a great movie, and we forget about it ten years, you know, fifteen years down the line. We're like, oh yeah, I remember that one. I think this is one of those movies to remember just for what it accomplished. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll definitely check it out when it comes out. So, yeah, good stuff, man. Uh, yeah, it's good to see that they they got the both movies got the recognition that they deserved. Of course, we all knew that it was a long shot that Black Panther was gonna uh, win oh, yeah. best film because you know the Academy is like we it's enough. You already we gave you some stuff. You can't. You're still a superhero movie. So you can't have it. So, yeah, well, one of those. But you know, we'll see. But moving on, Joe. Uh, Captain Marvel's coming out uh, pretty soon here uh, in a little over a week. And um, Rotten Tomatoes just announced a change to their policy, and it's due to our uh, our friendly DC trolls. So um, yeah, Joe. What's up with that, man? Yeah, man, so th- this is not the first time this has happened. You know, I think the headlines have been a little misleading. Some people are reading this stuff on Twitter and on Facebook, and they just see the headline. They're like, oh, Captain Marvel's in trouble, bad reviews. Guys, let's put this in context. There are people out there, just like Obed saying, that genuinely are trolls. These are people living in their mother's basement that all they want to do is talk bad about something that they've never seen before just because of their own personal uh, obscure, strange um, beliefs that have no basis. So <laughs> these are people who did the same thing to Black Panther, um, and now they're doing it again with Captain Marvel. They created fake accounts saying that they've already watched Black Panther as audience members and then go on Rotten Tomatoes and say this is a horrible movie and then give the movie um, a very low score, trying to lower... Um, the the Rotten Tomatoes score on, on this is the audience Rotten Tomatoes score so that way people will be uh, discouraged from watching this movie like as if people are just sitting at Rotten Tomatoes and they're like I'm gonna buy a ticket Rotten Tomatoes is not higher than 50 percent right because that totally worked <laughs> on several movies um, oh, but we're not gonna go into that but what I am saying is that um, it has been done before. They did the same thing, like I'm saying, with Black Panther. Obviously, Black Panther, we just talked about, got nominated for Best Picture, so I think they did just fine. But, you know, with, with Captain Marvel coming out, the critic reviews have yet to drop. They have, most of them have seen the movie. We talked about the early responses um, last episode, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and, you know, the responses, the, the, the Twitter, um, you know, early reviews that they could put out there was, was quite positive for the most part. So uh, curious to see when the actual critic numbers drop, if it's 80% or more, which is what we would expect. 
then this this movie is probably really solid. And we we at this point that that's the with the indication. But Rotten Tomatoes made the effort to um, actually stop now these early audience scores completely on their site. And um, people took that saying that they did that in reaction to Captain Marvel. I believe that they did. Their president today came out saying, of Ron Tomatoes, came out and saying that no, they did not do this to protect Captain Marvel. Um, but I'm not, I don't think by no means are they trying to protect the movie. I think they're trying to protect the authenticity of their site. And that's just to not have people come up with fake propaganda for their own, um, you know, strange you know reasons so yeah i think i think uh people need to to take a chill pill the movie's fine i'm glad that ron tomato said not on our site shut it down you're still gonna get your critical researchers the people that i'm glad they have a voice on there and, and and of course we want audiences to also have a voice on the platform but um there has to be a way of filtering and i'm glad ron tomatoes is doing that yeah i mean it's it, it was a problem especially with like you mentioned with black panther when there were people posting fake reviews saying that they watched the movie and the movie was awful. And then, and then reviews come out like real reviews come out and then everyone's blown away. I was like, you're the obvious troll, right? Uh, it's like, it's like being like, the, um, oh man, I, I, I hate it when there's like all good reviews and then there's like the one bad review. And because you know that there's that that person, you know, most likely has some sort of agenda or something because it's like how I mean, how much different of an outlook can you have when you disagree against all these other people <laughs> or you know? when a movie's really bad and there's like that one good review where they're like, oh, I love <laughs> this person. You're like, what did you watch? <laughs> yeah, it's like eh, I left at one scene, you know, it's like it was OK. Eight out of ten. Yeah. yeah. So. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm glad that Rotten Tomatoes um, have finally done this. And I said DC trolls because we knew, like, like people oh, yeah, that yeah. that people that like you know dramas are not gonna go into Black Panthers, uh, you know, uh, Rotten Tomatoes page and post a fake review because because what they care, right? You know, they're into their whole you know frou frou Oscar bait movie, so they they don't care. Um, but when you the guys that care are, you know, comic book superhero nerds like you and me. And, you know, just because it's like, so Joe, say, so, so for example, right. Mm -hmm. Take this, right. It, what if I, being a PlayStation guy, go to say a Metacritic for an Xbox game and just give it a zero. Just, oh no, this game sucks. It's terrible. Look at this graphics. And what, what if I would have do, done that for Crackdown 3, right? That would not be fair. No, because you know, one, I never played the game. Two, I have no intentions of playing the game. Three, I really don't care. So, like, you could just watch the movie, right, and give your your personal opinion on it, right? It's fine. It's like if you go to the movie and you didn't like it, it's like, oh, you know, that's fine. That's whatever, right? We've I've seen movies that uh, like Last Jedi again, a very yeah. polarizing movie, <laughs> where you know reviews very well, and people are like, "Whoa, what the heck is this?" You know, I don't get it. You know, but then at the same time, there's like you know, fans like then like you and me that get the movie and and like the movie, uh, while there's you know other fans that are just like, "Oh no, it's terrible, the worst Star Wars movie ever, zero out of ten. This is worse than friggin' Human Centipede," and you know, <laughs> so you know it's ridiculous. So, um, I can, I can, I can see, and I appreciate Ron Tomatoes doing 
this change. I wish sites like Metacritic would do this too. Like you can yeah, see the zero, yeah. those zero reviews. It's like, I mean, for me to give like a movie or, or a, a zero, I would have to either, you know, walk out of the movie or the movie never stopped, you know, started. And it was like, I didn't get to see the movie. So zero out of 10, you know, uh, same thing with, with like giving a, a, a score of zero to a game. So it's, yeah, I mean, something needed to be done, and, uh, you know, I appreciate what they're doing. Uh, again, you know, aggregate sites are, they're not, sometimes they're not great indicators of what uh, products truly are. Uh, at the end of the day, you know, just go see it, and, you know, it's your personal opinion if you're liking it or not, and that's what matters, right? Yeah. No, that's absolutely what matters, and I'm glad you said that, but hopefully uh, other sites you're saying take notice maybe this is something that will cause some changes i don't know yeah well, we'll see where that goes joe we got all the pokemons and um yeah so detective pikachu we got a new trailer for that and um that looks that looks pretty good it looks pretty good this this looked a little more finished versus that fr- first trailer that we got we had about you know what how long was it a month ago about yeah about, yeah it was that long yeah ago. Um, so this looked, uh, way better than that. You know, more finished. There's a lot of, uh, more special effects. Uh, this movie, it looks like it's very well written. It's crazy. Like, it looks like the, like based on the trailer, right? I can't, I can't judge it because I haven't watched the movie. Uh, <laughs> but, of course. But based on the, based on the trailer, uh, it looks like this thing's going to be very well written and, and really funny. So, um, yeah, what, what do you think of that trailer, man? Yeah, I, th- I think um, Ryan Reynolds really stands out, uh, and, and I love it. Like, I, I love that he's doing this voice talent role and, and still contributing in a comedic way, and it does, you don't have to actually see him. You just hear his voice. And, and uh, yeah, I think, I think they've, they've got themselves something that a lot of um, nostalgic fans will be happy with. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, like you're saying, you know, it's probably has a, a good story for, you know, people like Ryan Reynolds to have signed on to participate. Um, there's probably some, some very good elements that really sold them on the participation aspect of it. So, you know, I, I, I'm, uh, curious to see how it performs, you know, and, and, uh, but yeah, it's all looks well on this side. Yeah. So, um, this movie one of the writers is Nicole Perlman, who wrote the original draft for Guardians of the Galaxy. That's right. And Captain Marvel. So that's right. There, yeah. So there you go. So that's like it, the 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 like the the writing on the movie really stood out on the trailer to yeah. me this time. So yeah, that's probably that's probably where it's from. And and I, I yeah I, I'm on board. Like this looks really interesting. And it's probably gonna be really silly. But oh, yeah. it's it, but it it looks like it's fun, right? And, and again, this is why we go to the movies just to have fun. It's like I don't want to be, I don't want to see dogs dying and and people ODing on screen and all this crap. Just have fun. Um, <laughs> so true. Hey, it's my opinion. You know, again, it's like no, know. but you're saying how you feel. You're not saying yeah, we. Yeah. You're saying I don't want to see that. Exactly. And I think there's yeah. a lot of people out there to that book's effect, which is why you see certain financial certain films do financially well, is because some of those movies are just escape movies. Like that's just just genuinely that escape from the real world. 
other people, they want to go home and watch 2020 and Dateline, and that's fine. I mean, if that's what you want to watch, the these real-life depictions and stuff, sure. But like you said, as for me, I just want to escape. So that's, that's, that's what I think Pikachu... You know, this Pokemon movie is it's gonna be. You know, it's, it's gonna be escape for some people and think it's of, gonna be great. There's gonna be silly stuff. Like parents are gonna take their kids to see the movie, and there's gonna be those bunch of smelly dudes in there. <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. Nerds, nerds, sweaty it's nerds, gonna, dude. It's gonna be so great. Parents <laughs> are gonna be like, "What the heck is this?" It's like a bunch of dudes like yelling, "Yeah, Pokemon." Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty. Probably do very well internationally as well. Um, oh yeah, I think this movie's gonna do really well uh, overseas. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Joe, I totally forgot that there's the Sonic the Hedgehog movie coming out this year uh, too. Don't even. Oh, with, uh, I don't even want to remember. Weird, weird proportions in the sneakers. I'm curious to see a trailer on that though, because that's supposed to have uh, like like there's someone in the writing that that's involved in this movie that's supposed to be really good. But again, again, we'll see. Um, but yeah, man, tons of stuff coming out this year. It's 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 incredible. Like this year, we have like every month starting just this month already, because uh, it just start it started already. Um, there's like movies up until the end of the year. Oh, every yeah. single month, there's one or two movies that I was like, "Yo, I gotta go see this." So man, it's nuts. <laughs> um, yeah, and in addition to that, Joel. Uh, this just this morning we had a Nintendo Direct announcing the brand new Pokemon games that are coming for the Switch, and this is the fully fledged Pokemon RPG uh, games. Of course, you know the Switch now being uh, a, a portable, you know, a, a hybrid console uh, could can really take uh, advantage of uh, a game like this. Uh, Joe, this is going to sell like a gazillion copies. The Switch is going to outsell the Xbox One sometime this year. Like, like it's going to surpass it. That's my prediction. It's going to happen within the next few months. Uh, but yeah, Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield are coming out to the Switch. No specific dates yet. They're saying late 2019. Um, depending on how Nintendo does uh, with their uh, with their exclusive this year. You know, if, if Yoshi reviews well... And if some of the other games do well, they may push this to, uh, you know, early 20, 2020 game. Uh, you know, it would be beneficial for them to uh, release this game next year because of all the next-gen hype that's that's going on right now. So I think for them to hold off to this game until next year may be wise. Uh, but wait, we'll see. You know, we're in a post-Reggie era, so we don't know. Yeah, exactly. Post Reggie, we'll see at this point because he had a pretty strong, consistent formula. I don't think they'll derive from it too far, but, but, uh, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah, and uh, it looks good. Like it's, it looks really crisp. Um, you know, the character models look real nice. Uh, yeah, I mean, this thing's gonna it's gonna sell so much. It's ridiculous because people have been like, especially. Pokemon fans have been asking for a console version of Pokemon for a very, very for since the GameCube. So when Pokemon uh, Stadium was gonna come out for the N sixty four, people thought that that was gonna be like their full fledged Pokemon game, and and it wasn't. And now that you know, now twenty almost twenty years later, you actually finally get 
your fully fledged Pokemon game on a Nintendo console. And ah uh, yeah, I, it looks it looks great. I mean, Nintendo uh, Pokemon games are always fun. We'll we'll see how this one does, but yeah, I mean, it's it's coming. It's gonna it's happen. It's coming. And uh, they also said that uh, this will not be the only Pokemon property that's gonna be released this year. That there's more stuff coming out. So we'll see. Um, Joel, speaking of again the Switch, and we just talked about Xbox real quick. Uh, there's a, a a pretty significant article uh, over at Game Informer that came out was actually posted while we were recording last week. Um, it's saying that there's a, a very very good chance that uh, Xbox Game Pass will come to the Switch. I don't know to what extent. Um, uh, of course, uh, Microsoft is working on that streaming platform. Um, this is something that they may take advantage of. Um, you know, oh, the Switch already is streaming games in Japan. Uh, they're not doing it here yet because of infrastructure issues. Um, but over in Japan, uh, Resident Evil 7 is on, on Switch streaming and Assassin's Creed Odyssey as well. So I can see... Microsoft taking advantage of that streaming tech that they're working on and putting on, on putting it on the Switch, um, and also taking some of the uh, some of those other Xbox games that are not uh, very graphically demanding, like Cuphead and um, and Orange Line Forest, and putting it on the Switch. Um, this is this is huge news. Um, I know that there was a follow up article the next day saying that this same feature that um that the that, that they're going to implement on the switch will also be implemented on PlayStation platforms so it's crazy that Microsoft is looking to do this right i don't think again this is going to be like fully fleshed xbox game pass this is going to be a light version of it they're probably not just just not going to give you all the games right they're probably just going to give you a a sample or a taste um, I can see maybe, you know, a, a Gears of War here and there, but nothing too crazy. Um, because, again, there's a very strong rumors that Microsoft is going to unveil uh, their uh, new two new consoles at E3. Right, right. Um, I don't know if you saw those specs that got out there, Joel. I, I did not. You did not? Okay. So just real quick, um, the like the base console, it's very close to a PS4 Pro. In specs, um, it has a little bit. It has four gigs more of RAM. Has twelve gigs instead of eight. Um, but it's a, the 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 performance is very similar to a PS4 Pro, um, of course with a better CPU because the CPU then was enhanced. Um, and and the the other version is basically like a twelve teraflop, uh, a huge version of a console, uh, which is twelve teraflops is what we heard for. Um, for the PS5 back uh, maybe in December. So, yeah, it makes sense that those consoles are, are, are going to have some parity. Um, but, man, what what do you think of this? I mean, would you would you invest that? Well, how much? 15 bucks a month or how, however, how much the uh, Xbox Game Pass costs to have it on the Switch, Joe? I don't think I would do it right away, but it definitely is something I like to have as an option. Um, like there's, there's, I don't think there's any properties that right off the bat's going to make me like really 
want to get it. However, it, it, you start talking about things like maybe potential for cross-play and some other conversations that come about, as we see also, like you're saying, with the evolution of um, next-gen for Microsoft. Um, how does this affect it? I think that that's where I stand more is I need to get more information on it before I say yes. But just on the general basis of what it sounds like they're trying to do, I'm all for it. Um, I think this is a great way of expanding the Microsoft brand. People, let's just face it, we've talked about the financial number. People are, are not buying their consoles. Um, it's it's not selling the way it should be. Their competitors are consistently seeing year-to-year, uh, month-to-month growth. So you've got to do something to get your... Um, to get yourself now exposed in front of these uh, people on these other platforms. How a better way to do it than to provide one of your services, um, even in a limited capacity, on one of the, your competitors' devices. So I think it makes sense. I think it's a good strategy. Uh, I'm not saying, though, that it's enough for me just to say, okay, they're doing this thing, I'll buy it. I'm sure when they have a formal announcement and I get more information on it, um, then I could get a better decision, but it might be. I I think it, it can be very beneficial for them. I think this is a good idea. Yeah, the way I see it is this: um, it, it's like Office on a Mac, right? Yeah. Because you can ins- you can buy Office for a Mac and install Office and run Office three sixty five, and it's a fully fledged Office and everything, right? So I see I see it's the same way. You know, um, Microsoft, of course, they have their you know their platform with their um software um but they also provide some sort of software support and you know software options for other platforms so that's the way i see it it's basically just office on a mac um you know at this point again the the they they're taking the hard l on this one uh, on the xbox one like i said the switch is probably going to outsell them uh, by by the end of the year, and um, they, and and they're not gonna, they're not gonna make you know of course they're not gonna get two PS4 numbers PS4 is, is probably gonna hit you know hundred million by the end of the this year uh, unless you know I think the right move for PlayStation is not talking about new consoles up until like either late this year or you know early next year i would if i was playstation i would do like a playstation experience in december like after black friday because people already bought their crap for black friday and then talk new stuff which is why i think they skipped e3 i mean just to to go back to that i don't think it's because they're skipping because they're gonna have their own event to make an announcement i think it's because they just don't have anything that they want to rush to show because they're putting full-fledged efforts on the development of next gen yeah and so that's fine and and what Sean Layden said to CNET was, you know, the same thing. It's like, I mean, we don't have anything new to show yet. So right. why just spend millions of dollars just putting up this show and show nothing? Um, and, you know, and they're doing their own separate event for retailers so they can go see what they have for the rest of the year uh, and whatnot. And then when they're ready, they'll reveal. Uh, Microsoft is the one that needs to, you know, put that foot out front. Because they're the ones that need to uh, do the the comeback for next for, for sure next console. So um, yeah, I mean they're poised to do very well. Again, it it all comes down to the games. So you know you're gonna have the best hardware, which arguably Microsoft has right now. But if you don't have the games to to back it up, you know it's it's not gonna do anything. Um, and and just 
segueing right in, Joe, uh, another patent for backwards compatibility uh, got out there for um, suppose the what we're calling the PS5, right? Um, and not much to say here. I mean, it's it's just another uh, patent that got out, and uh, this one was in English, so this one shows how you know data travels from you know basically uh, to a software and a hardware side, and how it communicates, and how uh, the the hardware responds to um, to the software's needs, and how it'll you know basically emulate uh, new games. Uh, they're calling it um, remastering. Oh, they're they're using a, a name for it, um, or you know, it's like it's, it sounds like a buzzword. You know, it's I don't want to go go really big into it, but it's like yeah. it's like remastering. It's like remastering through emulation or remastering through software. Uh, so that in essence, to me, that means that I can grab my uh, disc of. Uh, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance and put on a PS5 uh, and that would convert it to, you know, whatever 1080p 4K signal uh, and at 60 frames a second. So that and that's what it means to me. Right. I, I could be wrong in a perfect world. Sure. Uh, that would be that would be ideal. Yeah. Um, but but we'll see. Um, yeah, I'm dying to play that game again, man, because that game is really good. But then I, I think about using a DualShock 3. And I get really sad because <laughs> I have big hands and that's like a tiny little baby controller <laughs> and I can't, I can't deal with it, man. But, but yeah, um, you know, uh, we'll see. I, I, again, this is something that Xbox is doing very well right now. Uh, but at the same time, they are, uh, they, I don't know why they have to work with publishers to do uh, this sort of, you know, backwards compatibility solution that they're using. So there has to be something to do with, you know, either licensing or the Xbox is downloading something or, sorry, I hit my mic again. Um, the Xbox has to be doing something uh, and, and and the publisher needs to be involved versus on the PlayStation solution, it sounds like you grab the, gis- the disc, you put it on the system, and it starts working. I mean, uh, if, if it's as good as it sounds, it's fantastic, right? Um, if it's going... I don't know. I'm not too sure if it's going to move consoles, right? This is a feature, right? It's great to have at the end of the day. Like I said, what matters is what games um, you got in there. Um, but Joel, yeah, I mean, what do you think? It's a, it's a good thing, right? It's a, it's a very good thing. And like you said, uh, it's not necessarily that it's, it's going to move more consoles, but at the same time, it's definitely going to be when, when you're looking at how do you stay ahead and, and um, not let your competitor somehow sneak up on you with any kind of upper hand. These are little things like this that do make a difference um, in, in trying to get people who are existing PlayStation owners to continue to be PlayStation owners, keeping those great experiences that they had on prior consoles and telling you you can have those experiences and play them again. There's a lot of people who love to play old games, man. There's a lot of people that are still playing you know, <laughs> certain games, you know, online that were, I'm shocked. I'm like, wait, there's still people online for this? So, I mean, I'm not saying that in this regards, but I'm just saying, like, with this, it's just, it's just another um, another way of keeping people um, excited to, to buy one of these early on. Um, yo, but it's, this is good. This is great. Um, it's, it's not revolutionary because, like we've said, Microsoft has already been doing this with their, their Xbox, but 
it's it's cool to see um, PlayStation taking notice of this and not just going, eh, that's a feature, whatever. They pay attention to their fans. I mean, to me, that that's what I'm taking out of this. This is something people have been asking for for a while. The only thing that PlayStation, specifically Sony, you guys gotta gotta pay attention to his fans about. Listen, see, guys, I'm not just a fanboy. Uh, the one thing they gotta pay attention about, I think that it will be coming, but I, I, I they really gotta get this is that name change on PSN. That's just, that's it. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I think it's already. I think you can do it already. If I'm not wrong, I heard I heard some people already try to change their names. So you may you may well at take the end out. of this show, guys. <laughs> I'm gonna try this. You gotta give it a whirl. I will tell you on the next episode what happened. See how it goes. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, that is that's what I got, man. Unless you have anything else, I just did a a, a quick check on. Uh, on socials to see if there's anything happening, but it's quiet. But if you don't have anything else, man, yeah, man, away. cool, awesome, uh, guys, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to us here on No Low Time. Uh, we really appreciate it, and we want to make sure you stay connected with us. So go ahead and give us a follow on our social media at No Low Time. That's at No Low Time on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. Uh, in addition to that, of course, we always want to make sure you're subscribed to our show so you can hear and watch our latest episodes as they drop. So go ahead and subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, and of course our video version on YouTube. Uh, with all that being said, we always welcome your feedback, just as we mentioned even earlier in the show, fans' feedback on, on uh, Obed's um, dilemma of trying to figure out <laughs> what to do with his his uh joy cons and, and good getting grips you know it so hurts, man so we welcome the feedback guys we appreciate it always so send an email to nolotime at gmail.com that's nolotime at gmail.com guys thank you so much again and we look forward to seeing you guys on episode 83 of nolotime thank you guys again and we'll see you again next week <laughs>